And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven kine, well-favored and fat-fleshed, and they fed in the reed grass, and behold, seven other kine came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kine upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favored and lean-fleshed kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke. Genesis 41, 1 through 4. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. everyone welcome to another legion of michael podcast i am your host paul markle thank you very much once again for joining me for being a part of my audience and for sharing this with your loved ones and your friends and other people in your life and for leaving a review or giving us a thumbs up or a star or whatever it is that you do thank you very much and i will remind you at the very beginning here that uh, there is a resource called legionofmichael.com. It's a website where you can go and you can sign up for the Legion of Michael training program. All right, now you heard, obviously, the intro, and you say, wow, that was kine? What, what do you mean by kine? Well, he meant cows. Uh, there are several, obviously, several different versions of the Holy Bible, uh, depending on which one you read. There's the Berean, and there's the the King James Version, and there's the American Standard Version, and so on. But what do, what do we know about Joseph? Well, we know that Joseph was sold into slavery by his jealous brothers, and he was taken 
into Egypt. And he fell on some hard times. Originally, or initially, uh, he had a good job, but then uh, his boss's wife tried to sleep with him, and he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And then she accused him of it anyway, and he ended up in jail. He ended up in prison. Well, that's not fun. And as time went by, Pharaoh had a dream. And of course, if you, if you went to Sunday school or if you pay attention to the Bible, you know that Pharaoh, in his dream, he was very concerned. He woke up, and he couldn't find anybody in the kingdom to explain the dream to him, right? He couldn't, he couldn't find anyone to explain the dream to him. He said, hey, what, what, is, what is going on? Well, one of uh, the members of his uh, household said, hey, if you recall, uh, Joseph had actually interpreted a couple of dreams in prison for a couple of the other prisoners. And he told them, one of the guys, he said, hey, everything's going to be fine for you. Uh, you're going to be released. And the other guy said, mm, I hate to break the bad news to you, but you're going to die. Well, the one who lived, <laughs> the chief cupbearer, said, uh, he said, hey, uh, when you were angry and you imprisoned me and the chief baker, uh, a young Hebrew was there and he interpreted our dreams and they came true. And so what did Pharaoh say? He said, uh, well, go get this guy. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to this Joseph guy. So, well, the rest of the story is this, and it goes on in Genesis 41, 25 to 35. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same, because Pharaoh actually had two dreams. He had the dream about the cows, the, the fat, uh, you know, the, uh, the fat, sleek cows, the ones that looked really good, and then some ugly, gaunt, nasty-looking cows came out of the Nile, and they ate up the good cows. Then he had a, uh, another dream that seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing in a single stalk. Then after them, seven grain sprouted thin and scorched by the east wind, and the thin grains swallowed up the healthy grains, and then he woke up. And none of his magicians or anybody could, could help him. So Joseph said, the dreams are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what is he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows are the same afterward as the seven years, and the seven worthless heads of grain are the same. They represent seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now Pharaoh, uh, and, now, and now, and this is Joseph continuing, he says, and now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land and take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. 
They should collect all the food in these good years that are coming and store it up in the grain, uh, store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to keep, uh, I'm sorry, to be kept in the cities for food. And of course, if you know the story, well, what does Pharaoh say? He says, well, all right, Joseph, you're my guy. You are my guy. Here is my signet ring. Here is my command staff. You will be in charge. You know, we're going to put a fine robe and a gold chain around your neck, and you will be second in command only to me. Go forward and do good things, Joseph. And, well, what do we know? What did Joseph do? He did exactly what he had advised Pharaoh to do. During the seven years of feast or the good years or the plentiful years, they set up grain silos all over the lands of Egypt, and they filled them to capacity. So when the seven years of famine came, people in Egypt were doing well. And, of course, we know that the people of Israel, that Jacob, his father, and his sons, uh, of course, those are Joseph's brothers, had to go and beg for food from Egypt, and that is how they became reunited, and that's how they ended up living in Egypt. You know, you said, okay, this is great, Paul. Fantastic. Thanks for the Sunday school lesson. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thanks for the Sunday school lesson, Paul. You're welcome. I actually had a dream a while back, and this is when you say, oh, hang on, this guy's going to tell me about his dreams. Well, calm down. You should trust me by now. I actually had this dream, I guess it was a couple of years ago, and in the dream, I had gone into a church, and it wasn't a specific one. It wasn't like it was my church or the church I grew up in or whatever. It was just, it was a church, and in, in my dream, it was just a local church, and I went down into the basement into, uh, to, to find the, the food locker, the pantry. The, the food pantry that was supposed to be filled with food. Because most churches, if you have a responsible church, if you have a good leader and good leadership, you will have a church food pantry. Well, you know, usually the ladies' auxiliary will run it, and they do regular food drives, canned food drives, or macaroni and cheese, or, or, or grain or flour or sugar or salt, or whatever, and they put it in there, and... They save it to give to the needy, right? That's what it's there for. And in my dream, I went to this food pantry, and I opened up the doors, and I went inside, and the shelves were bare. There was, there was nothing in there. And I went, and I found the, the church leader, the minister, the guy who was in charge, and in my dream, I scolded him. And I said, why, why is the pantry empty? It was your job. You were supposed to be filling this thing all these years, and now it's empty. Well, I woke up from that dream, and it was a very vivid dream. It was a very realistic dream. And I went and, and uh, well, that morning at breakfast, I told my wife about it. And she said, oh, okay. You know, she nodded. And then I told my sons. And, and I thought about it for a while, and I thought, well, you know, I don't specifically have that. That wasn't something that was very specific for me. I wasn't supposed to go to a place in Saratoga, Wyoming, I don't believe, and tell them to fill their food pantry. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. It's kind of like Joseph, you know. Joseph's like, man, you guys ask me these questions, and sometimes I'm going to give you, you know, the chief, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. They said, hey, man, interpret our dreams. He's like, uh, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but one of you is going to be okay, and the other one, well, not so much. And when Pharaoh said, hey, I heard you can interpret dreams, I want you to tell me what mine was and what it meant. And Joseph's like, all right, man. You know, God has given me the authority. God has given me the wisdom, the foresight to interpret your dream. And here's what it means. You're going to have seven years uh, of abundance, of feast. Everything's going to be great. Everyone's going to be fat and happy. We're going to have surplus. But there's hard times coming. There's bad times coming. Good times don't last forever i think we should know this by now as as mature humans uh good times don't last forever but bad times don't last forever either now what did uh, what did solomon remind us of in ecclesiastes 3 for everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. Of course, there's more, but that's you get the gist of it. There are good times and there are bad times, and that is the human condition. That is the way that has always been. How do we weather the bad times? Well, from the very beginning, I mean, this story is from the book of Genesis, the beginning. So some, from the very beginning, God was giving us examples of how to behave. There, there will be good times. There will be times of plenty. There will be times when you have more money than you need, when you have more food than you need. And that's great. 
but it's not going to last forever. Right now is your time to gather with your neighbors, with your friends, with your community members in in your church. If your church, brothers and sisters, if your church does not have a food pantry or something similar, maybe they call it something else, uh, if they don't have that because they've decided, well, that's not, you know, People can get welfare from the government, and that's the government's job. The government's job is to provide people with, with food stamp cards and, and stuff like that. That's not our job. Actually, it is. Actually, it is. If your church does not have a food pantry, brother, your church is screwing up. You know, maybe, maybe you say to me, oh, Paul, that's, something, that's not something that we do anymore. That's, that's old and that's antiquated thinking. That's, that's old thinking. In our new modern era, we don't need to do that. We don't need to store up food. We don't need to save food. We don't need to distribute food to the needy and the poor because, because the government's there and the government can give them these little cards, these like free food cards and take care of their needs. Ah, is that how it's supposed to be? I guess I'm just an old fuddy-duddy. Ladies and gentlemen, the state cannot be your daddy. The state has demonstrated time and time again that it has no real desire or ability to care for you, and it's not their job, quite frankly. It's not the job of the state to feed the masses. It is the job of the community. It is the job of the family. It is the job of the church. It is your job. You say, oh, no, it's not my job. Oh, yes, it is. Sorry. But, but I don't want to go. Okay, Jonah. Yeah, I know you don't want to go. But you're going to go. Jonah said, hey, it's not my job, man. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go somewhere else. God had other plans for him. And I believe the plan that God has for you is that you can, right now, I know things are getting expensive, Brothers and sisters, we cannot look around you. We cannot sustain the course upon which we are on. You cannot write checks on an empty account. You cannot borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow without without having to pay the price for it. What did... uh, what did they what did they say in uh, Solomon say in Proverbs that the uh, the borrower will become the lender's slave that is what our government that is what our national government is doing they're writing checks on an empty account they're borrowing they're mortgaging and we're going to end up in a position where as the borrower we are the lender's slave ladies and gentlemen Right now, I believe we're getting very close to that turning point. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You say, oh, no, Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. Next year and the year after that, it's going to be, it's going to be feast. It's going to be abundance. We're going to have more than we need. Everything will be readily available and inexpensive, and it's going to be great. And I say to you, I hope that is the case, but I do not believe it is, it is actually true. I believe that we are getting very close to the turning point. 
I believe that we've been in a seven years of abundance. We've been in abundance. Last year in 2020, when I heard stories, I read stories of farmers pouring hundreds and thousands of gallons of milk into the field because it couldn't be sold, chickens being just slaughtered and buried in fields because no one was buying them. I thought, oh, dear Lord, what fools we are. We've been given this abundance, and we are wasting it. We are wasting it. When I heard about them shutting down the meat processing plants, I said, dear Lord, please forgive these people. Forgive these people for their ignorance and arrogance. Say, oh, what were they supposed to do? I don't know. What are you supposed to do with the abundance that God has given you? You're supposed to take it and waste it? You're supposed to take the abundance that God has given you and throw it into the garbage? No. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pay a price for our sinfulness. This nation is going to pay a price for its sinfulness. This nation has turned its back on God. And I believe God is angry with this nation. And I believe that we are going to come upon very hard times. But you, listening to me today, right now, have the opportunity. You have the ability. You have it within you to get with your church members, your church family, your neighbors, your community, and to prepare. You can be the prepared one. You can encourage others to become self-sufficient. You can encourage others to store up that which is needed. You can do it. And the time to do that is absolutely right now. I want you to pray for the future of this nation. Pray for the future of your families and your communities. How did they survive during the seven years of famine? Joseph set up storehouses all through. There wasn't just one. There wasn't one storehouse in in the central capital of Egypt. He actually set them up all over the country so that regionally people could be all right. They could go to the storehouses and get the food. What you need to do wherever it is that you are is you need to stop looking away from a central authority. One, you need to look toward your community, not towards Washington, D.C., not towards your state capital. You need to look to your community and you need to take care of your community, and you need to strengthen your community because that is where the strength will lie during the hard times. Ladies and gentlemen, just like we've been told, we've been given examples from the very beginning. Genesis is the beginning. And God said, hey, there's going to be good times. There will be times of abundance. I will bless you with sunshine and rain and fertile fields. And then there are going to be bad times, and that is the way the world is. It is your responsibility during the good times to prepare for the bad times. For everything, there is a season and a purpose for, uh, and a time for every purpose under heaven. And uh, that's uh, the message for today. I hope that you go forward, and I'm sure a lot of you already have, but it's not good enough just for you and your individual family. You need to encourage your neighbors. 
encourage your neighbors, your family members, your extended family members, your community, the members of your church. Like I said, if your church does not have a food pantry, uh, has not seen that as something that's very important, or they just you know, did away with it, they're screwing up. And it's up to you to step in and help them fix themselves. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget about legionofmichael.com. You can go there. It's a resource, and uh, you can get training and education there. We're going to close out today's show as we always do. Bow your heads with me unless you're driving with the warrior's prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.